Hello and welcome to the Spiraling Higher podcast hosted by me, Sam, Mindset and Manifestation Coach. And me, Gina, your Biz and Mindset Coach. We're here to support you on your spiritual journey by bringing you intimate and raw conversations about healing, manifestation, consciousness, and spirituality. We hope this podcast makes you feel less alone as you become aware of your patterns and limiting beliefs to uplevel your life, manifest like a boss, and together, spiral higher. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to the Spiraling Higher podcast. It's me, one of your co-hosts, Sam. And today I was actually supposed to record an episode with Gina, your other amazing co-host, but she lost her voice. And so I thought I would actually use this time to give a download that has come through for me. I um, I actually had a really couple difficult weeks recently where I became totally consumed again by the inner critic. And I think all of us go through that. I think we're not human if we don't have those downward spirals, right? And so we spiral down so that we can spiral higher. But I realized something in this last little contraction, mini dark night, if you will. And maybe you'll understand this, or maybe you're still on the journey to bringing this into your awareness, but The reason why we feel so unhappy, right? We get so down on ourselves. We feel so negative. We feel so hopeless is because we believe every negative thought our mind says about us, right? We just take it as truth. And I've been thinking about how if another person outside of me said half of the things that my mind says to me, I'd be like, you're full of shit. Like, that's not true. I'd stand up for myself, right? But it's funny that when it comes from our own brain, we don't do that because we assume that it's true because it's coming from my brain. But what I realized yet again on this last little, little dark night of mine was that I'm not the one thinking those thoughts. I'm listening to them. I'm not the mind. I'm the one who uses the mind. And so when we're possessed by the inner critic, right? We believe that it's true and that it's us saying, I suck. Can't do anything right. No one likes me. I'm not enough. And what I realized this past time when I was writing these things down, because I was kind of afraid to face the thoughts at first, you know, you don't even want to like know what you're thinking because you're like, I don't want it to come true. But it's like, it's already there, right? So you might as well just bring light to it, bring consciousness to it. So I wrote them down. And then I efforted to say the thoughts out loud as if they were coming from another person, right? Another consciousness. And as a coach, I get to hear people's negative thoughts all the time and reframe them and give them something else to think about, to change their awareness, to change their orientation, perspective, and vibration. And so I said these thoughts out loud. They were like, I'm not trying hard enough. I suck at life. (laughs) And I had to say them. And what was so, so interesting and intriguing, and maybe you've experienced this or maybe you will soon, but there was actually a small, quiet little voice inside of me that came to my defense. She stood up for me. She actually was like, I'm actually doing pretty good. I don't think that's true. You're actually not stupid. You're doing pretty great. And I realized yet again that. That voice was me. 
not the screaming, loud, inner critic sentences that were haunting me. And so those thoughts of, I'm not enough, no one likes me, can't do anything right, these thoughts aren't truly yours. They were downloaded from culture and society and certainly did not come with you to planet Earth. And so you learned how to hate yourself. And I was watching something that I just have to share that helped me put this into perspective was the other night when I was feeling actually really down, I wanted to watch something that would really nurse my inner child. So I started watching Toy Story 4, which by the way, is such an adorable movie. But I thought about Woody and Buzz Lightyear and all the different toys, especially the ones that have a default voice box, right? So we've all seen Toy Story, I think, or we at least know some of the main characters from Toy Story. And Woody, being the main character, he has a factory setting, right? He's got a voice box installed in his back. And when you pull that string, you know it goes, there's a snake in my boot, right? And I just, it always makes me cackle when I hear it. But I realized that's like the downloaded thoughts that keep us imprisoned in our mental matrix. The I'm not enough. The I'm not doing anything right. No one likes me. That's the same thing as Woody's default voice box setting factory setting, if you will. But Woody has a separate consciousness, right? The there's a snake in my boot is just his programming. And you know what? I realize all Woodies theoretically would have the same programming, assuming that they were made from the same factory. And so then it got me thinking, okay, these thoughts of how like I'm not enough and I'm not worthy, right? These are so unoriginal. (laughs) If you think about it, everyone's thinking them, right? And so it's almost like we're all of these woodies and rather than a factory, we've all been conditioned in our culture and society. And these are just the thoughts that come up by default until we learn to observe and challenge them. And so when we think of who Woody is as a character, I know he's a character, but Woody is not those three or four phrases that he was programmed with. He is a higher consciousness that has ambition and heart and soul and courage, right? He understands that he exists beyond his factory settings. But if he doesn't realize that, then he's just a toy. He's just a puppet. And I think that's how a lot of us feel walking around on earth. We don't even feel like our life is ours and we feel so lost. And it's because we haven't technically found ourselves yet. We haven't found ourselves through consciousness. And so I'm wondering right now how many of you hear those phrases, I'm not enough, I'm not doing doing anything right, Um, I'm so behind, right? Do you actually think that you're the one thinking them? Right? It's like Woody, like when the string is pulled and it goes, there's a snake in my boot. Does he think that's his thought or does he understand that's just part of being a toy? It's his factory setting. So maybe it's just part of being human. We were raised in a collective society that was rooted in lack. Our parents downloaded that. Their parents downloaded that. And so here we are trying to break this generational cycle and it's fucking hard. But we think that these phrases are coming from us. We're identified with it. And so what I've realized is that, you know, the matrix is not someplace that you go to or leave. It's something that is plugged into you, right? You're not plugged into the matrix. It's plugged into you. And so therefore you have the key. You can take it out, 
right? But taking it out is not about getting rid of all of these thoughts, right? It's just like Woody. He can't really undo his factory setting unless I guess he has his voice box removed, which he does actually in Toy Story 4, a little bit of a spoiler, but which is actually, I just realized so symbolic. Anyways, not going to go there. But unless we actually um, begin to exercise awareness over these thoughts, then we will just become subsumed by the thought We will identify with the thought. We will then act from the thought and attract more thoughts and feelings and experiences that reflect this thought back to us, right? And so truly the awakening or a spiritual awakening, if you're confused about what this is, it's basically when you begin to realize that that voice that you have thought is inside of your brain all this time saying all these horrible things about you is not you. You're like, maybe maybe you even give it a separate name. Um, I, I just call mine brain. Um, I actually thought of the name Barbara the other day and I was like, Barb, Barb, you're freaking out. And you are going to feel a little bit crazy at first. Cause it's like, well, am I just talking to myself? Am I going crazy? But yeah, you actually are talking to yourself. You're starting a dialogue with the voice because you are not the one thinking the thoughts. You get to be the one who responds just as you would if you were talking to your best friend, right? Your best friend comes to you and says, so fucking ugly. I suck at everything. My life is in shambles. And you don't just say, yeah, you're right. Totally. I agree with you completely. Let me actually give you more thoughts exactly like that to make you feel really terrible. You can see the illusion in these thoughts. You can see that they're an exaggeration. You can see the just the falsity of it. It's so obvious to you as an outsider that these thoughts aren't true. And so we have to begin to create a little bit of that separation, that objectivity within our own minds, which is why I love being a coach. Because when you talk to someone else, you can immediately see your thoughts being pulled out in front of you so that you can observe them. But when they're kind of within you, there's a little bit, there's not enough space, right? But we have to try, right? That's called self-coaching, right? And so you can do that by journaling and writing the thoughts down and saying them out loud like I did. But when you begin a dialogue with this voice, you will find that there is a voice that's rooted in something much deeper, something true, something loving, something curious, something that would never, ever let you talk to yourself like that. And like I said at the beginning of this, I think that I could hear some of these thoughts coming from another human being, and I would not let that go. I'd be like, you don't get to talk to me like that, right? And so I have that perspective now with my own inner voice. Like, it can say shit, but I'm number one, not going to believe it. And number two, I'm going to put it in its place, right? I don't let this guy just like, or this girl, whatever, it doesn't matter. This voice doesn't have a gender, but it doesn't matter who it is. This voice is there to try to protect me, right? It is the ego consciousness that has developed based on fear and lack programming. And so it's always going to say something negative to try and scare me because to scare me means to go into protection, right? I protect myself when I'm scared, right? But what if I realize that there was nothing to be afraid of And that this voice is just BS. Literally, this voice is BS. And I have realized that the secret to a truly expansive, fulfilling, loving, just juicy life is one where you are separate from your mind, right? When people try psychedelics, not that I'm condoning that, it's up to you if you feel safe to do so and you have the right setting. But when people 
go on those journeys, what happens? They exit the mind. They're able to observe the mind and see that there's something beyond that, right? This is what the Eastern mystic said. It's what Eckhart Tolle says. It's what Wayne Dyer says. It's what Ram Dass said and Alan Watts, right? All of these incredible consciousness um, teachers, philosophers told us that you are not your thoughts. Hey listeners, quickly interrupting this episode to say that if you're loving this conscious conversation, we're inviting you to join the dialogue with us inside of our free Spiraling Higher community. It's our favorite place on earth and it's where you can meet like-minded souls on their healing journey and discuss what you're spiraling through with your conscious besties. It's where we continue this conversation long after the episode ends because as we all know, healing is an upward spiral. So join the conversation, share with us your insights, questions, and breakthroughs. We're here for it all. You can join by creating a free account by clicking the link at the top of the show notes. Can't wait to see you in there. And so every time I feel negative, I go into a contraction, I go into a dark night of the soul, it's because I became possessed again by this voice. I believe that this voice was me. Everything that it was saying, I began to accept as truth rather than just programming, just programming. So you can name this voice or maybe you can call it programming, but your freedom is in being able to catch it, being able to recognize it when it's active. And a lot of us can't recognize it immediately until we begin to have a feeling. And that's why feelings are so vital for us to become in touch with, because as soon as we can feel ourselves having a feeling, that's an indication of what I've been thinking or what thoughts have been running through my mind. Because it's hard for us to catch thoughts sometimes if we're distracted. But feelings will grab your attention unless you've been suppressing them and disconnected from your emotional body. But feelings will tell you when you're anxious, right? Feelings tell you when you're angry. Feelings tell you when you're sad. Feelings tell you when you're hopeless. And so rather than hating these feelings so much, right? These are just, this is just the vibrational signal that your thoughts have taken hold within your mind. And so it's an opportunity. These feelings are an opportunity. To ask myself, whoa, what thoughts have gained momentum? And do I believe these thoughts? Or rather, because you might actually believe them. You might think, yeah, I am a piece of shit. But not do I believe them, but would I have chosen to think this thought on purpose? Would I have said this thought out loud to another person? And there's not a lot of thoughts that go on in our brain every single day that would pass this criteria test, right? The thoughts that we allow to drive our behavior, our emotional body, and create realities for ourselves that we don't like, if we were to say these things out loud to other people, or if we were actually able to choose what we think, which we are, but we aren't aware of that, we would realize within a hot second that this is not the one I would, I would choose. I would not say this. Why would I think this? And so it's very important to realize that unless you chose the thought, it's not you. It's just programming. It's a voice box. It's like an answering machine that had a recording on it from 20 years ago, and you just haven't overwritten it yet. And so your power is not in the disappearance of the programmed thoughts, just like Woody. Your power is in the recognition that those are programmed thoughts and in the overriding of them. So for example, and I do this a lot, I'll hear myself say something like, I'm so stupid. It's my job 
to immediately follow that up with, no, I'm not, I'm incredibly intelligent. Or no, I'm not, I'm actually smart. Or no, I'm not, I'm actually learning. And I realized that when I respond to that voice, that is the true me. That's me finding me again rather than being consumed by the egoic small self, right? And unless I talk back to that voice and basically interrupt its pattern, interrupt the vibration and replace it, then that thought will pick up momentum because that is the law of attraction, right? And that thought has a charge. That thought has an energetic charge, right? I'm stupid, right? It's pretty dense. It's pretty low. That thought might eventually attract, I'm not able to learn things. I'm not capable of doing anything I want to do. Other people are smarter than me. I'm not going to live a good life. It's weird. It always ends up there for me. Like somehow my life is going to be ruined or like my life is going to turn out bad. And it's funny because most of us have a track record of that not really happening. We're all here right now. We're listening to this and we're all okay. Maybe we're not in the perfect best ideal situation right now, but we're okay. But it's this insidious story that gets drawn and pulled into our field by way of law of attraction that tells us that we're just not going to live a good life. It's all going to go to shit. And that happened to me just a couple weeks ago because I became literally possessed by this voice. I forgot that I had a separate consciousness. I forgot that I was consciousness. I forgot that I was the observer. And so I actually want to recommend a book that goes really deeply into this that I have only been able to understand really fully in the past year. I read it in 2021 and I've been continuously revisiting it over the past couple of years. But it is by Rhonda Byrne, who is famous for writing The Secret. But she followed that book up with something called The Greatest Secret. And I would say it's far superior to The Secret. That's personally my opinion. But The Greatest Secret essentially is what is helping us unlock the realization using so many different um, pieces of dialogue from other teachers. She pulls like a lot of different quotes and pieces of prose or monologue from other people's teachings. And it's basically just a compilation of spiritual lessons and messages that are reminding us that we are not our thoughts and feelings. We are not these things. We experience them, but we are the consciousness observing them. And so therefore, when you're having a bad day, it's like, I'm not having a bad day. My emotions are having a bad day. Or maybe you even say something like, Sam's having a bad day. And I'm observing that because when we move into higher consciousness, what we discover is that I'm not Sam, right? Sam is the character in this game, if you will. Sam is the avatar. I'm the consciousness that inhabits Sam and gets to choose wisely what Sam does or doesn't do. But when I forget and believe that I am Sam and all the thoughts that Sam was programmed with, then I get lost and then I feel disconnected. That's exactly what happens actually every single time I feel disconnected is that loss of my consciousness because that's me. That's who I was before coming here, um, even once I came here, and it'll be who I am when I leave here. This body, this physical world will deteriorate and I will still remain, right? in this energetic form that all things have in common, that law of one, right? And so 
I was thinking about an idea for a video recently, and it was this this idea that and there's actually this girl on TikTok who does these like universe and self sort of uh, dialogue videos, and I was kind of thinking of that style, but you know, I thought about how before we all came to Earth and decided to inhabit a 3D physical body as a human, we must have been in cahoots with, right, the one source energy or whatever, and we were having a conversation. There's no hierarchy here, but let's just pretend for sake of ease. But we would have been talking with this energy and saying something like, I'm so excited. I want to go down to earth. I can't wait to have all these physical experiences. I can't wait to feel everything because we only can experience one density, right? Before we go to earth, fifth density, sixth density, seventh density, whatever, right? Third density is where we actually experience shape and form. And so (laughs) this being that maybe we're talking to is kind of like, yeah, it's going to be pretty fun, but there's a catch. And we're like, what's the catch? Like, how could there be anything bad about going to experience shape and form? This is going to be so much fun. I'm going to experience different vibrations, different sensations. And um, this being maybe that we're communicating with says, so the problem is that when you get into the body that you're going to go into, and we're like, yes, I can't wait to get into a body. So fun, right? When you get into the body, um, it's going to be really distracting. Because you're going to have to deal with the five senses, which you have never had to deal with before. You've been living in the metaphysical, but now you will have to be in the physical. And these senses will be distracting. You will hear things. You will see things. And you will actually forget who you are and believe that you are the body. And we're like, why would I believe I'm the body? Like, how could I think that? Like, I'm I'm going into the body. Like, what do you mean? And it's like, yeah. Um, Yeah. So it seems pretty obvious, but when you get down there, um, it gets a little, little bit convoluted. So you'll, you'll, you'll probably spend the first half of your life forgetting that you're not the body. Um, but then remembering that you're later half and teaching other people, just so you know. And we're like, okay, cool. Well, how will we know that we have forgotten? And they're like, oh, that's easy. Um, you'll feel really heavy feelings. And we're like, okay, cool. So I have an emotional guidance system. That's awesome. You're, you're going to basically send me vibrations that signal to me that I have forgotten who I am. Awesome. No big deal. Okay. But right. This being is like, so in like our experience of sending souls to earth, um, this can like really turn awry. Uh, A lot of people actually never remember and they just suffer the majority of their lives. Some people actually even choose to exit earth on their own earlier than we had intended. And so as this little being, energetic being in the heavens, I'm like, oh, so I might experience really, really difficult times that make me regret my decision to go to earth. And they're like, yeah. But as soon as you remember who you really are, earth is the most fun place on earth because it becomes a playground. And there is nothing else to realize because you are already worthy and whole and perfect. And the people who are suffering are still trying to prove that they are worthy. And so life feels like an obstacle course and it feels like a race and it feels heavy. 
But once you realize that you don't have to do any of that, it becomes really fun. And then guess what? You get to teach a bunch of other people the same thing. Do you still want to go? And, you know, if I were this little soul, I guess I must have agreed. I was like, send me in, coach. I am going to go and I am going to remember, God damn it. <laughs> I'm going to remember. And they're like, okay, but just remember, you sign these terms and conditions. We can only communicate to you using low vibrations. Only when we use low vibrations will you be able to come to awareness that you are out of alignment with the truth of who you are. Don't forget that. And I'm like, aye, aye, captain, here I go. And then we come to earth and we experience all these different vibrations and the ones that usually cause us to want to throw in the towel, right? The ones that make us feel like we're not worthy of this life are those conditioned thoughts that were passed down to us from our parents. Um, They didn't come with us to earth, like I said earlier. And it's not, like I said, in the disappearance of these thoughts. It's in the awareness that those are not who I am. Those are the product of a conditioned mind, right? Who would I be? How would I feel if I didn't have these thoughts? Or frankly, if I didn't believe them, right? Because your mind's going to have thoughts. It has been trained to absorb thought and use thought and pattern thought. And so we're not getting rid of thoughts, right? But we're choosing thoughts that feel good to our body. We're choosing thoughts that we would want to think on purpose, right? Because think about that. If you came to earth and you knew that you could choose any thought that you want to think on earth and you knew that thoughts aligned you with your feelings and your actions, behavior, and reality, then wouldn't you choose the highest, best, rocking thought you could possibly choose? Like, why not think, I'm a freaking dope interdimensional being that chose to be on earth that is a never before seen version of a human that never has been, never will be repeated. And I am part of divine consciousness and there is nothing I can do wrong. Everything is working out in my favor. I am so unique and worthy. Like why wouldn't I choose to think that? Right. And it made me think of Abraham Hicks and how they go on those rants because it's like when you go, it picks up momentum. Right. And so Every single thing you've ever done that has made you feel bad, you can actually reverse that process, right? We pick up momentum in the opposite direction of negativity, but we can also pick up the momentum in the direction of positivity. And so when we choose on purpose to think a better feeling thought, which is, by the way, all we ever wanted was a better feeling, and thoughts are the quickest way to get there, not changing your outer reality. That takes time and space. But to choose a better feeling thought is not to discount or ignore like the other thoughts, right? Because those thoughts are not even you. Those are, so you do ignore them, right? But it's not that you're fighting with yourself because I think that's the problem is like, but I am shitty or I am sucky or I do think that I can't. It's like, no, you aren't the one thinking that. That is your factory setting. That's your default. And so what I believe so much of our consciousness journey is about, or even going into coaching, which is all about really developing consciousness and awareness, is to realize I'm like on a GPS route to somewhere that I don't really want to go. And when I finally recognize that I'm where I am and I don't like where I am, I get mad at myself, but there's no point in getting mad at myself. I get mad at the programming or not even get mad, but I just like look at the programming. I'm like, well, where, what was the programming telling me? And where did it tell me to go? Like, I don't have to get mad at myself, right? I'm like the self-driving car 
And where it's been installed and programmed to go is the mind, right? And so consciousness, coaching, spiritual awakening, all of these things that go together really is you deciding we go in manual with this shit. Like I'm turning off the auto self-driving directions and I am choosing at every stoplight stop sign and turn which way I want to go based on my preferences, my heart's desires, not what people think I should do, not what people are telling me that they did. I am choosing for me because I am a sovereign being and I deserve to create my dream life on this earth. That's it. And so if we are feeling like we don't like where we're at, we don't even like ourselves, right? All of that is identification with the programming. It's not who you are. You are the one that decides to, like I said, go manual, right? You are deciding now. This self-driving car, it is not taking me where I want to go. A lot of us will be in the self-driving car for years and years and years until we have a midlife crisis. And we're like, what the fuck? Like, where am I, right? And then like everything falls apart and we have to like discover ourselves again. But like, let's not go into like a total dark hole over this. Let's just recognize it right now that oh shit, I have been so deeply programmed that I thought I was the programming. And that's why I kept living my life out of alignment with who I really am, doing things I don't really want to do, depleting my energy, which is the most important thing that I could ever have. And now I'm realizing that I can take all of that energy back by realizing I am not the thoughts that have driven me to this place. I'm the one who is becoming aware of those thoughts. Ah. So yeah, (laughs) just a little rant. That was inspired by watching Toy Story 4. Man, there are lessons in everything. To be honest, the children's movies always have the deepest lessons, right? Even in Toy Story 4, I realized all the toys just desperately want to be loved. Oh my God. It's like it's like heartbreaking. I started crying at the end of the movie because there was this one toy that had been like left on the shelf for like so many years and thought it was defective and broken. And then it finds like a kid at the end and it's like, oh my God, these kids, these toys who represent obviously consciousness, they just want love. They just want to be loved. And, you know, when you look at children, you see that they are pure love. They don't know how to hate. They don't know how to compare. They don't know how to judge. They don't know how to measure, right? They don't know how to be relatively better or worse than someone. They're just being themselves. And so true freedom is being your true self, not the program self, not the self that's telling you, you should do this, you should do that. Actually, you know you're living your authentic life when every single decision comes from an I desire to, not I should, right? Should is programming. Should is society. And that'd be like Woody, like I said, not remembering that he has a consciousness that's separate from, I I have a snake in my boot, right? (laughs) And so I hope this helped you recognize the difference between you and your thoughts. I truly believe this is the secret to peace, enlightenment. This is what all the great meditation teachers, Buddhist teachers, Buddha himself, it's what he said. You're not your thoughts. You're observing them. And so I encourage you today to think about a thought that you want to think on purpose not a thought that just flew into your mind that thought you, right? But a thought that you, the real you, chose with your heart to think today. 
What would you choose to think if you could think anything? You root into that instead of, suck, I'm not enough, I'm not doing anything right. And next time you hear those thoughts, maybe you say to them, you're just the factory setting. You ain't shit. (laughs) I'm so much bigger than you. Not in like an egoic way, but you're larger, right, than those small egoic thoughts. And so because this podcast is all about consciousness, spirituality, manifestation, I just wanted to share this message because I truly believe that by becoming conscious, we become free, right? We're not plugged into the matrix. It's plugged into you, right? And you don't have to leave or like exit earth to like become free. You become free when you become aware. You become free when you realize that's not me. That's not me. That's not true. Just like if we were in a conversation with someone who was accusing us of having done something wrong and we were like, I know I didn't do that. I didn't do that, right? We only get really, really defensive if we think we did do something, right? But if we didn't do that, we're like, I didn't do that. And so next time you think the thought, just think, that's not me. I'm not thinking that. And so if you enjoyed this episode, um, let me know if you like these one-on-one little conversations, these short ones. But um, we'll go back to regular programming soon. Hopefully Gina gets her voice back quickly. And um, I love you all. Thank you so much for being here. And chat with you soon. Thank you so much for listening to this honest conversation. We hope it brought you peace, clarity, and a little bit further along your spiritual journey. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to us if you left us a five-star rating and a review so we can bring you more conscious conversations, spiritual topics, and guests. And we lovingly invite you to join our free Spiraling Higher community by clicking the link in the show notes to continue this healing dialogue and share with us how this episode impacted you. Come on in, introduce yourself, and meet your conscious besties in a safe space for healing conversations between us and other like-minded people on their healing journey. Here's to Spiraling Higher. Spiraling Higher.